International headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, here in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's my joy to welcome you today. We're into some Christmas-related Bible studies that I trust will be a help and a blessing to you. Uh, this great season of Christmas is something just very, very special. And uh, you and I, every single day as we get into the thick of it, we just need to remember we have a Savior. We have someone who loves us. We have someone who has prepared for us, who's made arrangements for us, so that even as we live our life here on this earth, we can do so in a way that is honoring to the Lord, in a way that is clean in a way that is just absolutely blessed and then uh, looking forward to whenever life is over that we'll have heaven to look forward to and listen all of that because that uh, on that day in Bethlehem when Jesus was born the great plan of redemption was set in place and it's just so very very wonderful so special and so important for all of us I just want to make the case to you here today, uh, if you're not a Christian, if you've not trusted Christ as your Savior, listen, when Jesus died on the cross and arose from the grave, he did so so that you could be forgiven of all your sin and be admitted to the family of God and go to heaven one day. All of that just because that he loves you and because that really none of us can help ourselves. We cannot do that for ourselves, but he makes the arrangement for us. Yesterday, I started talking about the general theme of this man. That term is laid out in the Bible about the Lord Jesus. We saw yesterday, twice in Matthew 13, and then uh, several times here in the book of Hebrews, that reference to the Lord Jesus, this man, talking about the Lord Jesus. Now, we understand the Lord Jesus is God the Son. He is God the Son. He is deity. We understand that. But when he was born in Bethlehem, he was placed in human flesh, and therefore the God who is the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus, the one who is God the Son, he became a man. And so the Bible in certain times uses this term that he is this man, indicating he's something special. He's something more than any other man has ever been. Yesterday, we looked in Hebrews chapter 1 at his sonship, at his stature, at his superiority, and even his standing as we think about the fact that he is, in fact, uh, sitting on the right hand of the Father in heaven, being our advocate. Now, we look at that same passage, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 8, and it says, But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. Now, all of this is telling us really about the uh, way that the Lord Jesus functions, about who he is, what he has done, what he is doing. I mean, those three verses absolutely are uh, just laying out great, great detail about the Lord Jesus. It tells us that he is at heaven's throne. 
and he's there on a permanent basis. It is forever and ever. There is an eternal aspect of this that uh, is uh, germane to him and to him alone. And it says that uh, his throne, talking about being the king and being royal and all of that, but he has a scepter, but it's not like you would find in an earthly kingdom, but the scepter of his kingdom is righteousness. That is, everything is right, and it's going to be right. When he has control of it, it's going to be right. Never going to be wrong. Sin has no place in heaven. It's not going to be that way at all. And it says that you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. I'm telling you, the Lord is on the right side every time, all the time. And whenever it comes to bad things, wicked things, iniquitous things, sinful things, however you want to put it, when it comes to those kinds of things, that is not something the Lord's going to agree to. It's not something that he's going to have any support for. But instead, he's going to stand against that because the Bible says he loves righteousness and he hates iniquity. And whenever you and I maybe get off into something we shouldn't get into, we need to understand Jesus is not going to take that lightly. He's not going to agree to that with us. He's not going to say, well, we'll give you a pass on that. That's not going to happen. But instead, he says, therefore, even thy God hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Listen, here we've had him compared to the angels, and he's better than that. Uh, We've had him compared to the prophets, and he's better even than those great men who served God so good, so courageously, and who did so many great things. And yet he stands, sometimes we say head and shoulders, it's more than that. He stands way, way above all of his contemporaries, all of his peers, all of those who maybe have been involved in some of the things that he was involved in and preaching and so forth. He is way, way above all of that, above thy fellows, the verse says. And then it tells us, and thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundations of the earth. Now, for those of you that listen to Waking a Difference on a regular basis, uh, you know that uh, I read the Bible every single day when we're here, and just place after place after place. How many times, how many days has it come up, even in the process of talking about some Christmas-related things, where that the Scripture just points out the fact that Jesus is the Creator. He is the one who was involved in the creation of the earth, even from the very foundation of it all, and even the heavens are the works of thine hands." Uh, Last night, as uh, Betty and I were making our way home from church, uh, we were talking about the moon. It's uh, uh, pretty close right now, uh, you know, a little closer orbit than sometimes, and uh, just showing up so brightly and so strongly. And we were looking at that and just being reminded of the greatness of the creation of God. I mean, when you see the moon in place and the stars and all of the things that are out there in the universe, and we are reminded here that the Lord not only made that, but he puts all of that in place. And uh, the Bible tells us that he sustains all of that. I mean, why does the moon make its orbit? Why does the earth make its orbit? Why do all of these things, I mean, the sun comes up every morning and it sets on time in the afternoon. Why is that? How is that? How is it possible? It's possible because it is being orchestrated by a divine being. It's being orchestrated. It's being controlled. It's being organized and made to function by the great creator himself. And so whenever we consider who the Lord Jesus is and what this Bible tells us about him, I mean, when it talks about his sonship, 
that's real important. When it talks about his stature as creator, etc., that's really important. It talks about his superiority, better than the prophets, better than the angels. That's very special. And whenever you see here his standing in heaven, I'm telling you, that is just very, very special as well. And then, if you look on down into uh, the further passages, like in uh, verse number 11, that theme again is uh, mentioned. Uh, verse 8 says that his throne is forever and ever. Uh, verse 11 says that they, talking about the heavens and the earth, shall perish, but thou remainest. I mean, even when the universe uh, is uh, blown to bits, I mean, whenever all of the things that are going to happen in the end time drama, when all of that comes unglued, the Lord is going to still be right there. All these things that we have are going to wax old like a garment that gets old, but they will not Take one iota of pressure on the Lord Jesus, none at all, because the Bible says, verse 12, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. So we know that we have somebody very, very special in the Lord. And when the Bible talks about this man, let me tell you what's going on here. They're telling us in the scripture here that this man is much more than just a man. This man was God long before he was man. This man was the creator because he was God. This man, who is the giver of the law and the authority by which moral principle is established, is uh, just absolutely a unique individual. I mean, this man, the Bible says he is the word, the living word. I mean, this man was virgin born. This man was sinlessly perfect. This man was crucified on a cross on behalf of others, me and you and all the people of all of the ages. This man not only was crucified, but he arose triumphantly from the grave. This man is now the Savior. This man is now our advocate in heaven, and this is the same man who is coming to earth again one day. It has been announced and reannounced throughout the pages of the Bible that he will come again. This man he will ultimately defeat Satan, and this man will rule and reign for 1,000 glorious years here on this planet, and this man will be, in fact, King of kings and Lord of lords in the fullest kind of context. This man will ultimately be the great judge of all men. He's going to be in charge of the judgment seat of Christ whenever the rewards are handed out for those that are saved. He's going to be the judge at the great white throne judgment uh, where unsaved people are going to be dealt with as well. This man is going to reward all of those who have served him. And this man who loves the world today has compassion for sinners. He has compassion for folks who are really in all kinds of trouble. They've got all kinds of baggage. Listen, I'm telling you, this man, he is something special because he will forgive. He will show compassion. He will give mercy. He will show grace. He will enable every single one of us to get our life on track. I'm talking about this man, not some philosopher, not some teacher, not some political figure, not some religious figure, but I'm talking about the Lord Jesus, the God-man, the man-God, the man who is God, the God who became man. He is the one who has compassion for every single living, breathing human being. I mean, this man is the one who's head of the church. 
Whenever you go to church on Sunday, you look at your local church, you say, well, we've got a pastor. He's in charge. Yes, but he's only a deputy of God. He's not really the one who is making the rules, we'll say. But instead, the Lord Jesus is the one who has full charge, and every one of us who have responsibility in a local church, we're not the full sheriff, if I can say it that way. We're just like a deputy, and we are there on the authority of the Lord Jesus, and he is managing things and telling us what we ought to do. It's all laid out in the Bible. So he is head of the church. This man, and let me make clear the point here, he saves all who will come to him in faith. Every single living, breathing human being who will come to him, receive what he did, believing that he died on the cross, believing that he rose from the grave. I'm telling you, nobody is left out of that privilege. Nobody will have to say, well, I wasn't included in the offer. I'm just telling you all of this stuff about some people being elected and others not being elected. That is absolute heresy, and it is not something that we need to even think twice about because the Bible makes clear God's not willing that any should perish. Not at all. He loves the world, John 3.16 says, and all of the things through the Bible make that very, very clear. He saves all who will come to him. I'm telling you, we're talking about this man who is the rock of ages. He is Salem's bright king. He's the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. He is all of that. The bright and the morning star, all of that is laid out in the Bible, and every single one of us should look closely at the one the Bible calls this man. Every man who embraces this man will find salvation, will have security, and will be full of satisfaction. This man is the way, the truth, and the life, and he is so for every single one of us. Dear friends, I'm telling you, when the Bible says this man, it's talking about the Lord Jesus, and we're going to celebrate, I'm telling you. Christmas is coming now in just a few days, and we're going to celebrate, and I trust you will as well. Hope you'll join me tomorrow. We look forward to being right back here on Friday and trust that you will find your way at this time. I'd love to hear from you, so write me a note, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.